Good day, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. That's how I greet, depending on what time you listen to this, I greet you properly. So, today I want to talk about, basically, changing your life is going to involve resistance versus distraction. I know that sounds kind of odd. It sounds kind of, what do you mean? Resistance versus distraction. How do they go hand in hand? However, it also ties into when you're being distracted, sometimes you allow your mind to think that You're doing something that's pleasing to God because you're going through, well, how can I word this? You are identifying that situation with something in God's word. However, God told you to do it a certain way, but... In your eyes, you're like, well, because I'm not doing this, I did one part, I did something, but I'm not going to go all the way that God told me. So in other words, as you start to line yourself up according to his word and, you know, you start to do things that he's asked you to do. It's still that little bit of resistance that causes you to be distracted and that very resistance shouldn't be toward his voice, but it should be toward resisting the enemy because we all know the cliche scripture, which is life, but I call it cliche because we use it and we don't apply it. Which is when we resist the enemy, he will flee. You know, there is nothing, there is no way to fight the enemy but to resist him. Why? Because when you entertain him, you're still playing in his kingdom. And God didn't tell us to play with him. He told us that he's nowhere near us. And we're supposed to resist him. And let me talk about a little bit more. (laughs) let's see how I can word this. Let's start with the definition of resistance because I don't want to go beyond myself because if I go beyond myself, I might be going a little too deep and it's not being clear. And I want this to help you. Like, because when the father shared it with me, it, it helped me a lot and it's still helping me. So don't get it twisted. Like, as I said, I'm not, I didn't win And y'all went in behind me. Now, we went in together. So, what does the definition of resistance mean? And there's a twofold to the word resistance because sometimes we think we're doing a good thing when we're resisting certain things. When we should just be resisting those negative thoughts, those spirits, those attacks. And we should just be resisting the enemy and and everything else will fall in line because we're listening to what God told us to do. 
So, resistance. The refusal to accept or comply with something. The attempt to prevent something by action or argument. She put up no resistance to being led away. Similar to opposition, to hostility, to aversion, to refusal, to unwillingness, to disclination, to reluctance, um, reluctant to accept, I should say, lack of enthusiasm, which is, you know, resistance is the opposite of acceptance. And, you know, a part of changing your life, you have to stop resisting the change that God is showing you, but you have to do it through his word. And when you don't do it through his word, then you're pretty much still resisting change. However, you're not resisting the enemy. You're now playing in his kingdom, thinking that you can get kingdom results. Well, I shouldn't say his kingdom, but you are, you begin to, Basically, you start practicing witchcraft because you're not disconnecting from, I'm sorry, excuse me with the ding on my phone. I never muted it. Um, I'm going to do that now. Excuse me. Yeah, I know I don't like to do the editing. I don't have a whole lot of time for that right now. So you're going to hear that little part. But As I'm talking about resistance, I look at what happens. I get distracted. So they do go hand in hand. And I know how God gave it to me. It's amazing because we get distracted by thinking that we're doing a good thing. And in essence, we're being disobedient. That's how they go hand in hand. So let's talk about the, what does the word? Okay, so I'm sorry, the opposite is is acceptance and, you know, basically not resisting. And it means like the ability not to be affected by something, especially adversely. Some of us have a lower resistance to cold than others. So basically something that can attach itself to you and you can resist it and not be affected. And that's how we're supposed to be when it comes to the kingdom of darkness. We're supposed to be able to resist it and it'll go away from us, period. It's that simple. That's his word. That's his law. But no, what do we like to do? We like to say, all right, I'm not going to, I'm going to resist, but I'm going to still hold on to that one thing, which then becomes disobedience because You can't expect kingdom results and not practice kingdom principles. That would then make all the word that we read not living and not accurate. So let me continue. Distraction. A thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. Example, the company found passenger travel a distraction from the main business of moving freight. So similar words, diversion, interruption, disturbance, intrusion, interference, obstruction, extreme agitation of the mind or emotions. He knew she was nervous by her uncharacteristic air of distraction. So we have to stop resisting change and resist the enemy we often find you know ourselves 
struggling to resist the enemy and his distractions, which then turn into resisting the very change that we want to see. And it all still boils down to, you know, obedience is definitely better than a sacrifice because if you're not obedient, you're going to sacrifice because you're not obedient. Like, the main scripture that, you know, talks about that, I got, I read a little bit of it earlier today and I'm going to read it now because we don't understand the power behind resisting the enemy and he will flee when you don't do that and you still keep trying to play with it. Of course, we're made out of people. We're going to fall short. We're not going to be perfect. But however, Sometimes we put ourselves in the shoes like our ancestors saw and we lose the very things that God has for us or wants to give us or wants to trust us with. But because we think that we are somehow bigger and better than the father, we play with the very thing that he told us to destroy. So. I'm coming from Samuel 15, 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Actually, you know, let me start at 20. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yeah, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalites. I mean, Amalekites, excuse me. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord that God and Gilgag. And Samuel said, have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He have also rejected thee from being king. So I don't feel that God, you know, put that scripture in there just to show us how the king messed up. We do that all the time. We tell ourselves, oh, nah, even taking it back to being a giver. We take it back and try to put giving in our control and try to manipulate what the father told us to do. If he told you to give that item. Don't worry about what happens when you give that item. You just do what he told you to do. Or if he told you to give one thing and you hold on to the one thing he told you to give and you think substituting that thing is going to still be acceptable in his sight. Nah, that's not going to work. Why? Because he told you what to do. And for whatever reason, you think your plans is better than his plans. So therefore, he can't even trust you within the kingdom. I mean, it runs deep. And I say that because he tells us to resist the devil and he will flee. But what do we do? We play with the devil. 
We mess with his music. We mess with his people. God gives us red flags. God tells us how you're supposed to live your life as a single person, as a married person. But what do we do? We try to test the waters a little bit and be like, you know what? If we get away with doing it, that means there's going to be no consequence, no way, nowhere. They thought they were cool because they took those items. They're like, oh, well, you know what? We're going to still do it in his name. We're going to still sacrifice those items in his name. We're still going to give it to God. So God will be pleased. And God is like, are you kidding me? I told you what to do with those things because I see what you don't see. And that's the part where we have to understand once we accept a relationship with the father, we're no longer our own. And it's not a bad thing because, you know, I read different literature. I read different books and I found myself reading a new age book and I knew something with it was not of God because the way that it was teaching you how to be delivered and how to change it was teaching you totally opposite of his principles. His principles tell you to resist something and he will guide your path. He will separate you from the dark kingdom. He will give you that peace. He will change your life. All you have to do is surrender yourself. Now that's sometimes easier said than done because we like to hold on to things. Everybody in the word has already showed us that. Now, I'm trying not to be too wordy and I'm trying not to be too deep, but I know the father is speaking because he's speaking to me and he spoke it to me. But as I'm trying to share it with you all, it's getting even more complex and more deep because his word is living. Like literally, how are we going to try to hold on to the very things that God told us? I need you to get rid of it. If you want to do the thing that that you require, no, not require. If you want to change your life, if you want to do the things that God has called you to do, if you've, you know, written out the plan and you're trying to make the vision plain, you're trusting God with your life, then you have to have obedience. And because the sad thing is, I share all the time, but it's facts and we have to understand when you do not be obedient, you are sacrificing more than that obedient thing. Like it doesn't get no worse than that. And I just share that to say like, don't allow distractions or things that look good make you feel that what you're doing is acceptable in his sight because it looks good or because other people say that it's okay. No, you must obey his word and you have to understand that if you don't, you're going to sacrifice and you must you know, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee. Like, I I hate to keep repeating myself, but it's really that simple because it's not just for me. I mean, it's not just for y'all, it's for me too. Like, we cannot sit up here and make justification 
on why we fell short when we already know. God showed us the moment before we fell short. Whether that be procrastination, whether that be just excuses, whether that be dealing with the wrong people, um, making money decisions, all types of things in our life. When we don't resist the devil, we end up allowing the distraction to be the excuse, which therefore is the resistance. And the scripture that really talks about resisting the devil is, of course, James 4. And it's James 4, 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded. Grieve, grieve, mourn, and well. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. I mean, humbling yourself before the Father is basically trusting him. You, if you're not, like, how can I put this? We take the word, even the word humility, we take that lightly too. Because humbling ourselves is really being in a place of trust. Because to humble yourself, you're really giving your life to God. And you're not worried about what things necessarily look like or what you can manipulate or what you can change or how you can, you know, control a situation. You're no longer in control of your life. However, you have purpose in your life. So therefore, as purpose is in your life and you know that you're changing, you know you can't do certain things. But yeah, I didn't really want to talk for a long time. I just really wanted to have words of how to change, of how to really let go of those tough areas in our life where we constantly ask the Father to deliver us from. However, we don't get to the root of what is bothering us. We don't get to the root of what's causing us to repeat the same thing. You're repeating the same thing because you're not resisting the devil. So therefore, because you choose not to resist, you start to manipulate the distraction and say that it's God. He already told us. He gave us an example of a king. A king that represented his kingdom. He thought it was great. Oh, I'm going to kill everything, but God's going to be pleased. If I keep the best of what the very thing he said to kill, like it, the more I look at that story, the more I, I'm like, okay, father, I hear you. And I pray that you hear him too. What is it that you're holding on to? And he told you to get rid of, and it doesn't have to be necessarily tangible things. It could be music. It could be lust. I mean, we're going to always fall short, but we shouldn't fall short with an excuse. When you fall short, you fell short and it was an accident. It ain't no premeditated falling short. Just like a car accident is an accident. It is not premeditated unless you really got deranged things going on. So you can't go to the father even with a false confession because he knows the heart. 
Only he know that. We we all got issues in that area. But he created us. So he know when you being false and when you're not being false. So I don't say that out of justification. I say that so you can identify what is causing you to give up your place in the kingdom. God is not playing with his children. You say you love him, follow his word. That's what he said. One of my brothers in Christ, he was talking about that earlier today. He was saying, we as a people, we always falling short, talking about, well, not falling short, but we always using it, using God's love as a cliche. God's love is obey my commandments. That's how you show him that you love him. You're being obedient. And obedient, what is better than a sacrifice? So you're sitting here crying, you're sitting here complaining, and God is trying to change your life. However, you're holding on to the very things that he told you to destroy. Only you know what he told you to destroy. Because he only gives an assignment to those that were listening or if he gave you the assignment because you prayed for it. You know, you got to read that story because it's going to bring more life into how you can change your life because you're either going to resist the devil He going to flee and you're going to do what God has called you to do. Are you going to lose your place in the kingdom or you're going to prolong the plan that God has for you? Because that's the beauty in it. As we have life, as we breathe, as we confess his name every day, he gives us a chance. Like I shared before, start today. I shared in the last, you know, episode, if you broken, if you hurt, if you don't know how you got to this place, Okay, get on your face, repent, and come to God for real. Start right now. If, 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 if that's you today, it ain't never too late. Start right now. But when you start right now, you be obedient so you're not in a place of sacrifice. Because either way, his word is true. And you know, this is not me trying to yell at nobody, but I'm very passionate because I know how God has changed my life and how God is changing my life. And these are the principles that I stand by. And if we're going to win together, I can't be fake. I got to be real. And I just shared this, you know, again, understand you can't hold on to what he told you to let go of. Start resisting the enemy so he can flee. Stop resisting what God told you to do. Because when you do that, you fall in for the distraction, which turns into the deception, which turns into what the enemy wanted all along, which is to keep you from being who God created you to be. And it is 2021. And honestly, we about to roll up into 2022. And you got to make a choice. There is no option. I mean, it's really no option because... Either you're going to serve the things of this world or you're going to serve the kingdom, the God that gives you life, the God that gives you breath, the, the God that creates all everything and everybody's trying to figure out this and figure out that instead of just falling on their face before a heavenly God that can deliver you from anything. And I don't want to continue to keep, you know, this one's pretty long. I wasn't trying to be that long, but The father put it in my spirit, you know, (laughs) like you really have to resist the enemy and he'll flee. 
Because when you don't resist him and you you start playing with his stuff, you playing with the distraction. And the distraction is going to make you lose your place in the kingdom. And who wants to do that? Don't nobody want nobody coming to you saying, you know what? God's rejecting you. Like you're totally being disobedient. Not that that's how it's going to be painted in today's time. However, sometimes exposure will cause that. And you don't want to go through that. Who wants to go through that? Nobody. Allow his grace and his mercy to change your heart so that you can line up according to his word. It's time. Ooh, pardon. I don't know if that was a hiccup or what, but (laughs) that, you know me, I'm going to be real because if I was on camera, y'all would have seen it. Like, I don't know if I hiccuped, burped or what. I'm like, excuse me, pardon. (laughs) But I just, you know, thank you for listening. You know, if you got this far, I appreciate it. And I pray it changes your life. So when you're at those places in your life and you know the enemy messing with you, resist them. Go to your word. Say, Father, I need you right now because I feel that thing that's not of you a child and attack me. Or when you know that he told you to do something and you holding on to that very thing that he said, let go. Trust him and let it go. Don't try to hold on to a piece of it and say, Father, you can anoint this. I'm going to sacrifice this golden thing to you because it looks like something you're going to receive. He don't need what you give him. All his kingdom requires is that you have faith. Faith is the currency in his kingdom. So if you don't have enough faith to let it go, then what you think he going to do? With something that he told you to let go, he's not going to receive it. That's not being a living sacrifice. That's that that's still trying to manipulate what he said when we can't do nothing but trust him. But yeah, I'm starting to continue to go, but I just wanted to share that as resistance versus distraction. Are you distracted? Is that causing you to resist your purpose? Is that causing you to not resist the enemy because you're falling for the distractions that he puts in your face? Is that what's going to make you lose your place in the kingdom? Nah, we're bigger than that. The Holy Spirit already won. Like, seriously. So I just wanted to share that today. And I hope you have a good day on purpose. If not already, start now. Today's a new day. Good day.